Oh man. Oh man. Well, I'm happy to be back here with y'all fellas again. We got a lot we need to speak about with these playoffs and what teams uh have coaching open openings or what teams are about to have a coaching opening that we need to get into. We got a lot to talk about today, man. We got I mean, you know, these these conference finals are going off and it seems like the Warriors are back or that Mass Pack is is about to get blown thoroughly. I mean, from from C to C, Mass Pack is about to be in the air. We got a ton to talk about, man. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for the show today? I'm ready to go. Always ready, man. All righty. Well, don't y'all forget, before we get into the show, we got to tell y'all about the Pop Pick'em Challenge, folks. We ain't, we ain't seeing the subs come up right. And I'm just telling you, we're trying to get your money right. We're trying to get your money right. Y'all understand, we haven't even made $1,000 from this show yet, and we're giving y'all the chance to make 1000 I want you to think about that for just a second. Again, all you got to do is follow the pod or subscribe to the pod on Twitch or hit up myself, Chris, or Josh for an outside entry. Uh, just be entered every month and beat all three of us in uh, guessing the three to five winners for NFL games each week. And if you beat all three of us, your name will be entered into a drawing for uh, the winner of the Pod Pick'em Challenge. Now, the more people that, that sign up, the bigger the pot going to be, the biggest it could possibly be is $1,000. I know. Hey, I know y'all need it. All right, these they, this gas prices, the way this gas looking, the way this rent looking, I know y'all need it. Come on, take a chance. I know somebody just took a trip out to L.A. Gas was seven forty nine. Hey, I was I was uh, I went out on a trip to San Fran for my job not too long ago, and them gas prices were so egregious. I wanted to slap everybody on the bus. They had nothing to do with it. Just looking at those gas prices, you know what I mean. So if you if you can hear the sound of my voice right now, you better sign up for that pop pickup challenge. Turn your thirty dollars into one thousand. Now, what's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over acts crew. We got the master, the mix and master. Josh got in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man to play, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC, that is me, Ken Gibbs. Now, we always do a what if to get the show started. This is no different. Fellas, you got to fight one of these animals. And if you win, you walk away with a uh, with million dollars, all right? You just got to either win by killing it or survive 20 minutes. A bear... An alligator, a hippo, or a tiger. So I've, been, I've been thinking about this for a minute since we put it in the in the group chat, and this this is a tough one. I already know hippo and bear is out of the question. You cooked immediately against a hippo and a bear. Now, have we discussed like what confines in which we're fighting this animal? Are we stuck in a room with it or what? Um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're stuck in the room with it. I'm gonna have to go alligator. Okay. Because I feel that I feel like alligator is by far the slowest out of them four. And if you just looking ah. at if you just looking at like what we've seen from the internet and animal hunter, I always feel like I feel like we've seen a good amount of alligators get cooked by humans. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like if it's a way to like stay away from it. Or somehow wrestle this gator down. I feel like you got a better chance with that than the other three by far. Okay. All right. Chris, which one are you rocking with? 
man, it's a tough one, bro. Okay, I'm gonna break down each one just quickly. First off, a bear, probably the size of me. That that that's a no no. You know that means I ain't got no lift on it. I ain't got no reach on it. It's over with for the bear. Hippo, probably double the size of me. So that means I can't even lift it. I can't even grab grapple it. Nothing. The tiger, I think I'm gonna have to go with. But the alligator, let me tell you why I can't do the alligator. For one, alligators they have a bite so strong that if they get hold of you even a little bit, they not letting go until your arm either or your leg either fall out and you bleed to death, or they gonna snap your neck, wrap it around and snap your neck. You know, they get a piece of you and they gonna keep pulling on it until it wraps around your neck and, and, and strangle you. So that seems pretty painful. So I'm gonna go with the tiger. At least with a tiger. You can keep throwing stuff at it. I keep putting stuff in his mouth when he try to bite. Like if I got a piece of chair or something, I break the chair off on him. I, I mean, I feel like you could fight a tiger and fight him off for 20 minutes before you just out of luck, man. I don't know. That's tough, though. Hey, hey, Chris, can I tell you something? Yeah. You're smoking crack. You understand me? <laughs> there is one correct I'm- answer here. There is one correct answer here, and Josh picked it. You did. There's no other animal other than a gator. First of all, the only one of these animals that humans are way faster than is an alligator. Alligators' top speed is like what, ten miles an hour, twelve miles an hour, something like that. Yeah, but but they they got they got like like craftiness. They ain't got no. Yeah, spine, they're quick. Bro. They're quick. They're they, incredibly quick. They ain't got quick. no spine, yeah, and they, and they the only I mean? ones they eyes on the side of their head, so they can look. They, but they, they can see twenty times vision. better than us, though. You know what I mean? You had way more vision than those other animals, but I'm still going gator. Listen, I, I don't care about none of that nonsense. You are not catching me with a tiger or a bear. <laughs> Man. No, bear, bear, bear is out of the question for sure. Do, do you understand? Let me tell you something. Bears, bear, there was a, a recording of a bear swiping at a car before. It tore through the car's bumper like it was butter. Like it literally was like, whoop. And then the, the, the bumper just like was gone. Like that's it, that's it. I'm I'm trying to tell you a hippo. Oh, absolutely not. Hippos are one of the deadliest animals of all the animals. Like they there's, like, there hippos is don't no get hunted like that. <laughs> oh, hippos do the hunting. I don't I think know, that there's a deadlier. Saying. I don't think that there's an animal that kills more people than hippos per year. Though, and not only that. Hippos will kill you even if you're their owner. You cannot domesticate hippos. Like you can't feed them and develop a relationship and like, oh, we're friends now. Hippos will eventually become cognizant of the fact they're like, eh, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. I'm better than you. I'm gonna murder you now. Hippos are one of the few animals that kill other animals and don't eat the remains. They just kill them just to kill them. So uh yeah. Alligator gotta be the answer, man. Alligators are quick, they like to quit. I I will give you that. But as long as I'm not in the swamp, bro, alligators normally let go of any prey that like fights them back really hard. Like they just like, oh, well, I wasn't expecting to get hit in the face right now. I'm a chill. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I done seen some horror. And plus my parents live in South Florida. So when we do like tours of the Everglades when I go down there, um, they like the tour guide to tell you like, look, alligators probably the one one of the most deadly animals near water or on land because they got such a a, a far reach with they bite, and they can see all the way around them almost. You know what I mean? Like, and the jump like you can't what you gonna do? You gonna jump on the alligator back? He got sharp scales on his back too, and he can flip over if you grab him like that. Listen, I'm gonna avoid it. No my right answer. 
My plan, my plan for the 20 minutes is whatever animal I'm stuck with, I'm going to just avoid it for the 20 minutes. Like, I gain nothing by murdering this animal. Like, I, I gain nothing. If I live and animal live and I make my money, I ain't cool. You know what I mean? You stay on your side of the room. I'm going to stay on my side of the room. I'm going to watch you. I'm going to watch you, bro. Because let me tell you, a, a tiger, and they they are a stalking prey, a stalking type animal. So as soon as you turn your back, they going to cook you. That's what I'm uh, saying. The tiger, though, you just got to keep your eyes on them and it just keep on growling at you and just wait. Just keep on waiting. A, a bear, a bear is that there's nothing. I'm not playing with a bear. I'm not. Nah, ain't, ain't no way. Ain't no way. A hippo, hippos kill for fun. Alligator? Mm. I mean, if it ain't hungry, I might have just lucked up. I might just be, we might just be walking around for 20 minutes, kind of looking at each other like, you good, bro? Yeah, I'm straight. You all right? What you got going on? All right. All right. Walk out at the end of the 20 minutes a millionaire. But all the mother ones, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. You know, I feel like we could all put up a good fight against not all these animals, but I feel like we could put up a good fight against the alligator. I don't know about the other ones, but I feel like we could put up a good fight. But you know who's not putting up a good fight right now? The Mavericks. They are getting absolutely ripped to shreds by the beige bandits that are the Warriors. I mean, Christ's sake, Steph Curry, Poole, and Clay are taking them out back. And, and you know, they, they, they doing them filthy. Fellas, what is happening in this series? And do, do the do the Mavs get their one like Ziff predicted, or is this a clean sweep? Um, I see it being a sweep. And the reason I see it being a sweep is because, believe it or not, especially after the last series that we saw against Phoenix, I wouldn't think I'd be saying this in the very next series, but the Mavericks aren't making adjustments on defense in order to stop the Warriors. The Warriors have a lot of uh, they have a lot of motion without the ball. That's the way they play basketball. We've always seen that. But the biggest difference is that um, Golden State is winning the rebounding advantage. Golden State was second to last in the league in rebounding and last in the league in turnovers, which I don't think we've ever seen a team that performed that way in a regular season make it this far in the playoffs. I don't think we've ever seen a team that performed that way in a regular season statistically even be close to making the playoffs, let alone being in the conference finals. And um, Dallas, they had bigs out on the floor in the first game. They did a good job rebounding the ball against Golden State. But those big shots weren't falling. And if you're in the playoffs and you got people that's proven to be able to shoot the ball, you got Dwight Powell out there. I forget the other big, uh, uh, Kleber. You got mm-hmm. Kleber Maxi Kleber. Yeah. yeah, they were missing their shots in game one. But at the same time, you got to give an opportunity to give those shots to fall. Because without those two on the floor – it's, it, it's no reason you should be going against the Golden State Warriors and you're getting out-rebounded by Andrew Wiggins. You're getting out-rebounded by Draymond. You're getting out-rebounded by Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry is, is close to getting double-digit rebounds out there. So I don't know why they haven't made these adjustments. They're just playing dribble, penetration, kick it out, shoot three. Says what the Mavericks have done. And you're not making the Warriors' defense work and you're not giving them a chance to work on the boards because you took both of your bigs out of the game based off of the performance of one bad shooting streak. Can I can I let you in on the secret one time? Can I let you in on the secret one time, Josh? This ain't just one bad shooting streak. This ain't. And also, the bigs shouldn't have been the ones getting benched. Reggie Bullock was 0 for 10. 0 for 10. Like, what? Nah. Nah, dog. Nah, and he played forty minutes. No, sir. Listen, no, bro, sir. listen, bro. That's Reggie Bullock, though. Like, you know what I mean? When you think Reggie Bullock, you think 
Yeah, he he can hit a couple shots sometimes. Oh, for 10? I'm I don't think that when I think about any player that's currently in the NBA. I don't think about none of them. The only player that I used to think of that'd be like, mm, them going 0 for 10 wouldn't be the crazy. Actually, there's one. Tony Snell. That's it. Yeah. I was about to I was about to say his name. If Tony Snell go 0 for 10, I'm like, eh, that's a Tony thing to do. That's a Tony thing to do. All the rest of these players, you got to hit at least one of them, just one. Just, man, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Chris, what you thinking? Do the Mavs get one or is this a clean sweep? I think they get one off the strip for Luka alone. I mean, I said Warriors in five, but I really wanted the Mavs to win because I don't think the Warriors really deserve going to the finals this year. They played horrible their last two rounds, and they they squeaked by an injured Denver team. Wait a minute. Chris, you said Mavs in seven. You picked the Mavs no, no. and me. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. I you remember could, that. You I picked the Mavs and me. Hey, y'all ain't gonna make I you by myself. The Warriors. Listen, listen, listen. I said I hope the Mavs win in seven. You can rewind the tape. I said I hope the Mavs win in seven, but it's it's really going to be Warriors in five. I said it just like that. I said I hope the Mavs win in seven, but it's really going to be Warriors in five. We can pull up the clip from the last pod. We can literally pull up the clip for last one. Right, don't worry about it, Josh. Get, 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 get on finding us that clip. I need that clip. <laughs> I need the game feel. Because I'm not going to be out here by myself, all right? Let me no, tell no, you no. I, I, I'll take the L2 because I wanted the Mavs to win so bad. So Let me bad. tell you, what, what got me cooked is I, I broke away from the fundamentals. I broke away from the fun- – I am a huge believer in the law of averages, and I stopped believing in it. I say, you know what? This team is hot, and they're going to keep stay hot, and da 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 it never, ever, ever, ever happens that way. Always. Every every team that shines like a rising star during one series, they get brought back, back down to earth eventually. I just didn't think that these Warriors would do enough to bring it back down to earth, but oof, they came crashing down. I mean, Jesus Christ. These this is this is the type of stuff that Ultron was planning with the uh with to do with Zakovia. This is horrible. <laughs> uh with that being said, you know, Luca. There's another thing I'll admit that I was wrong about. Uh, Chris, you said that that um, Rudy Gobert going to the Mavs would turn them into a champion, if not at minimum, a championship contender. You were absolutely right, Chris. These bigs are I've never like, bro. Maxi Keebler is their starting center, bro. You trade Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, and Maxi Kleber. To the Jazz, the Jazz get better for one because that means they got more role players now, and they can get they can get White side a shot at being a starter. He's not that terrible where he can't be a starter. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But you get defense with Denny Finney Smith, <laughs> Dorian Finney Smith. I keep saying Denny Finney, Dorian Finney Smith, and you also gain Reggie Bullock a little bit three point shooting when he not over ten. So. To me, that's a win-win for both teams. And you get rid of that Gobert contract. So now when another star comes available, you can trade for him with D. Mitch. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The Mavs, on the other hand, hey, listen, man. Luka is doing his best, best Superman performance out there. If you watched the last game, Luka was fighting for his life out For there. his life. Luka had 40-plus, and the team morale was just like, Luka. Take us home. I don't know what more. Luca had a fourth of their points. A fourth. That's ridiculous. No, he that's had more than a honest. fourth. That, he had more because he had 40. They they put up 100, and he put up 40 of that. So that was 40%. Oh, he, he, oh, I thought they had like 109 or something like that. 
the Warriors won 109 100, didn't they? Or am I wrong? Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, four bro, he had 40% of the points. Yeah. And he had at least eight assists. So he contributed over 60 points at 100, bro. Yeah. Mavericks, yeah. y'all need to wake up. I know Spencer Dinwiddie had an okay game, but Jalen Brunson, don't play yourself out that money, man. You you and, you earned that money. And you know what what is is so crazy about this to me? And I know I talked about Reggie Bullock, but he was there last game. He showed up big time last game. This game he didn't. But my thing is, there needs to be multiple guys who show up all at once. There needs to be multiple guys showing up all at the same time. Because at the end of the day, if you just got one guy showing up, showing out, you're not going to beat this Warriors team. You're you're not. You're just not going to do it. You're not going to do it. So, I mean, I, you know, it's the, the Warriors is looking like they're going to have a pretty easy path to the finals as far as um, as far as the Mavs go, because they ain't looking like much of competition. But let me ask you all this about this series. Outside of LeBron. Have we seen another player put up this Herculean of an effort in a series that is very possibly going to be a sweep? Um, I wouldn't put it on the same level as LeBron's performances in 2018. I wouldn't even put it close. Uh, reason being is LeBron's efforts actually got his team to a point where they were in a position to win some games with a much worse roster. Well, if you look at this series, Luka doesn't have that much worse of a roster than Golden State, paired with the fact that although he's putting up these great numbers offensively, defensively he's hurting his team a lot, and his efforts on offense might not be the most constructive to beat Golden State. It's a lot of iso and dribble drive, and then once he gets stopped, they don't really have much left on a shot clock in order to pull off a play. Literally, if you watch Dallas play 10 plays in a row, they doing a five-out offense. Everybody's standing at the perimeter. You give Luca the ball. He tries to drive. Wiggins did a great job of stopping that last game. He had half his points in the fourth quarter when I don't want to say like it was garbage time minutes, but when Golden State is up with six minutes left, that's kind of garbage time minutes for a team like Golden State. Yeah. So I wouldn't put it on the same level as LeBron just because I don't think the way that they're playing right now, even though he has 40-point game after 40-point game, he has eight 40 point game before he has eight 40 point games in his career in the playoffs. His record in those games are two and six. So maybe that's not the best. Maybe that's not the best way for Dallas to be playing basketball. If they want to, if they want to win. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Chris, have we, have we seen any player that did as much again, minus LeBron in a sweep? Have we seen any player do as much? The only the thing that ring a bell is if y'all remember 2020 when the Heat went to the finals, before the Heat got Drew Holiday. I mean, the Bucks got Drew Holiday. Giannis was kind of balling with a with a, a not-so-great Bucks team. But this was, like, right when they first got Bobby Portis. This was, like, right – no, this is before they got Bobby Portis. This is before they had Grayson Allen. This is before they had Wes Matthews. This team was teetering on that line like it's Giannis and Middleton – and a bunch of meat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, his team was better than that Cavs team, so you can't really compare it to LeBron's, but Giannis, he didn't play hero ball, per se, but he had great, great series, and the rest of his team was just god-awful. God-awful. You know, I'm... I 
as tough as this is to say, I don't, I don't think that we've we've ever seen a guy put up this type of stuff in a in a sweep. I don't think we've ever seen it. I mean, Luca is out there doing a little bit of everything. He's their leading rebounder, leading assist. Again, any team where one guy is leading you in four or five of those categories, the blocks, assists, steals, uh, points, rebounds, that your team may be a setup for success. You're just not. And and so to see this happening with Luca is just like, yeah. But what Luca need for a player like Luca, LeBron, you need specialists around you. Think about all the teams that LeBron won a championship with. He had specialists. He had three-point specialists. He had guys that come in and rebound specialists. He had guys that come in and just play defense. You know what I mean? That's really? kind of how you got to build around a player like Luka, man, because he's so ball-dominant and he's such a, a great talent. Again, it, it needs to be guys who know, like, I'm not the guy, but I'm going to hitch my wagon to, to the guy, and we're going to work it out like that. Because if that's your mode of operation, then you're you're in a good place. Uh, when you're talking about Luka Doncic and, and what this team can be. But over to a much more competitive series. The Heat lead the Celtics 2-1 despite Jimmy Butler not playing the second half of Game 3. Fellas, what do y'all think in this series? What's what's going on? Ooh, it's a tough series. even tougher for me because I, I picked Boston. Um it's just it's just a great defensive series. I picked Boston at six. I might bump it up to seven because I'm still rolling with Boston. But I think it's just a um two teams that play that play all hands on deck. And that Miami defense is a lot tougher on Tatum and Brown than I was expecting. So I, I never really looked at Miami as a team that needs Jimmy Butler out there on the floor for 35, 40 minutes in order to get them a W. But they're gonna need him. I don't is he playing tonight? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Okay, he yeah. is. I mean, because if you look at it, when Jimmy Butler went out, Miami was up almost 30 points and they ended up winning by about eight. So, they, of course, they need him out there. But at the same time, Miami is a team that can hold it down without Jimmy Butler on the floor. Well, you ain't wrong there. You ain't wrong there. Chris, what do you think? I'm just going to say two, two, two names. Kyle Lowry. All that Kyle Lowry slander this year. Kyle Lowry and Oladipo was the difference in game three. Facts. No Jimmy. Oladipo sat in that chair. Oladipo got some buckets. Kyle Lowry got some buckets, sat in that chair. Kyle Lowry, assist man. Bam out of Bayou went off because Kyle Lowry got him the ball in his spots. That's why the Heat won that game. Now, they do need Jimmy. Don't get me wrong. But this is the thing. Marcus Smart is out for game three. Or game four, my bad. That's a that's a whole wrench in the in the scenario, Okay. Yes, the Boston has won again, won games in the playoffs without Smart, but, but, Smart this series has been the heart and soul of this Boston team. Last series it was Tatum. This series it's been Smart so far. Now unless they get another heroic performance against Grant Williams, but me and Gibbs already told y'all, them thirty and fifteen and them twenty seven point games from Grant Williams, they ain't happening against Miami. Miami <laughs> got them dogs in Dade County, as Kendrick Perkins would say. That ain't gonna happen. Hey, so, listen, let me let me tell y'all something. Celtics fans are devastated that Marcus Smart's out, but this means they get more Peyton Pritchard. Now, for some reason, I think Boston <laughs> fans aren't going to be too upset about that. I don't know why, but it's something's telling me they're going to be pretty excited. Now, with that being said, uh, this Heat team is, is deep. They are very deep. This, this team, they have ballers at every position. 
and multiple guys that you're just like, wait, what? But the, to me, the, the most damning part of this entire series is that P.J. Tucker is putting Jason Tatum in a straitjacket. What is going on? He's 37. You can't let a 37-year-old strap you like that. Because at the end of the day, if you're the, the alpha, the leader, the, the big dog, the top dog on your team, the conference finals and the finals are where you go and be big right. dog. It's time for you to be big dog. Guess what? The team across from you, they got some guys who can defend at a high level or they wouldn't be here. They would name me one team. There's Actually, there's only one team left in the playoffs that don't have a true stopper, that don't have a true guy that can say, hey, at least one through three or at least three through five, hey, if we put him on whoever, they're out. That's the Mavericks, the only team without a true stopper. And they may have the best player left in the playoffs in, in Luka, so they're an exception. Right. Everybody else, they got at least one or two guys they can say, hey, he's a problem. Don't worry. We're going to go solve it. With that being said, um, Tatum, you got to show up. And not just show up. You got to dominate. Because if you don't show up and dominate, then what is demanded is Horford has to have, a, have another career game and Jalen Brown has to have another career game. And they can have those career games because the floor ain't opened up if Tatum ain't scoring. Hey, listen. Listen. Milwaukee, I hope y'all seeing this. I hope because y'all didn't want to pay that 37-year-old $15 million. He out there making a name for himself in Miami. Can't believe they let him walk in free agency after they won a championship. You take P.J. Tucker from that Heat team, put him on the Bucks team, the Bucks win that series. Tatum doesn't go legend back-to-back games. Hey, you want to know the crazy part? You want to know the real crazy part? P.J. Tucker not even making 15. (laughs) He getting paid seven. Y'all couldn't offer bro eight. Well, it, it, it was it was fifteen in two years, basically. They didn't want to give him fifteen for two years. Right. And in this NBA, in this NBA, you refuse. Man, get out of here. Get out. Hey, you're not. That's serious. that bud. That bud you're was not. like, bro, coach. He was like, GM, GM, GM. We can win without PJ. It's me. I got the system. Let me tell you something. Bud is is on the best bud that we can find. They must have laced his bud <laughs> with something else. They must have laced that with with something that's making him is making him see sounds and hear colors. Because that man, for you to not pay a guy like PJ Tucker again, even if you say, well, offensively he doesn't give us much. Okay, that's fine. It's not about nobody has talked about PJ Tucker in terms of what he gives you offensively in years. In year, when he was on the Rockets, he was the center. He was a guy that, I mean, obviously he's not center size, but he's going to give you everything he got. When he went to the Bucks, they said, hey, listen, he's going to be a, a defender. He's going to do everything he got. He was getting cooked by KD, but you know what he did game after game after game? He kept coming. He kept saying, hey, right. if you're going to cook me, you're going to cook me, but you're going to have to keep cooking me every single game. Every single game. Every single time. And now look at him. Now look at him. He got that boy Jason Tatum out there. I ain't never seen a team. Also, I ain't never seen a team that don't commit fouls the way that the Celtics do, boy. Anytime they get called for a foul, the whole team almost on the court. Bro, what you mean it was a foul? <laughs> Anywho, that's that. So, Josh, you still got the Heat in, I mean, you still got the Buck Celtics in six? Uh, bumping up to seven, but I still got the Celtics. All right, all right. Chris, you still rocking with your Heat? Of course, of course. Heat Nation, baby. 
I too am rocking with the Heat, and I'm gonna go in six games. But I'll tell you, it depends on how the Celtics look tonight. Because if the Celtics, if they get beat tonight, they still there's a glimmer of hope. If they get beat down tonight, if there's another blowout, if the Celtics look lost in the sauce, they're cooked. They're done. They're you're done. Stick a fork in them. Get them out of here. Uh, so now with the talking about teams in the NBA playoffs. We also got to talk about some teams that didn't make it or were on the cusp and got put out. The Hornets are looking for a new coach. Who fills the coaching vacancy? Now, I know we've talked about it before, and the easy one to go to is Mike D'Antoni. Even though I wouldn't think that will put the Hornets in the best position to win, it will put LaMelo Ball in in a position to be – one of the premier players in the league. I think he's already on that path, but it would definitely it would definitely skyrocket that trajectory. If you're looking to win, if you're Charlotte, this is going to be a long shot, but I say go and get Kenny Atkinson. Mm. Kenny Atkinson is on, on the bench for Golden State. If you look at the way those teams are built, they kind of have similar structure as far as team goes. And I, I think somebody implementing that Golden State or at least a similar system to Golden State with a roster like Charlotte has right now with those young pieces and building a winning culture, which he comes from, I think that would be a really good, a really good hire for, for Charlotte. You know, Kenny Atkinson is a really hot name right now. He is super hot in the uh, coaching ranks right now. And I wonder why, because didn't he get fired from his last job? Didn't he, didn't he get unceremoniously booted out of the door? (laughs) Well, if only somebody had the foresight to know that those Kenny wasn't the problem in Brooklyn. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> Chris, who's the who's the guy that you want to see fill that uh, Hornets job? <sighs> this is a tough one for me, man. Obviously, we talked about Dan Tony, right? But I mm. looked and did the facts. Dan Tony's seventy one, bro. He ain't got time for no team with young guys like that, bro. Dan Tony either if he gonna coach again, he need to coach for a team that's already put together, ready to win now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for yeah. me. The answer, and this is a, a, a I can't believe I'm saying this because the, the the answer for me is Jeff Van Gundy, and here's why. Here's why. Here's Jeff. Why. Jeff. Yes. Not wait, 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 wait. Are you intentionally not saying Stan Van Gundy? Like, is that is this intentional? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You gotta explain yourself. You got you gotta right. talk to us. Because, you, because if you look if you look at the way the Hornets hope, and if you look at the way like Gundy has has developed over time, right? Mm-hmm. As just the announcer and all that, he kind of knows the evolution of the game really, really well, right? And the Hornets are playing mm-hmm. basketball, which to me seems like the next evolution of basketball. All these alley oops, all these high-flying dunks, all these deep three-pointers. They have a team that's really, really built for, like, future basketball. Van Gundy, to me, would be the best candidate for that because he understands future basketball to me. Like, he understands the direction of the way players are going. Okay. That's uh, that's that's an interesting choice. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you this. The low-hanging fruit is D'Antoni, and I'm surprised that you didn't go with D'Antoni. But the reports are that the uh, the the Hornets want somebody who's had head coaching experience. So 
apparently, excuse me, by that criteria, both Gundy and um, D'Antoni are still in play. However, there's some other interesting names here that I, I think are to be considered here, um, particularly Terry Stotts. Now, anybody who knows me knows I was a, a, a fan of what they had rolling in Portland to begin with. I think that, that the lineup of Aldridge um, and Lillard with McCollum, I feel like they were just a few pieces away, a few good rim-protecting pieces away uh, from, from making some noise. They never got him. With that being said, I think that Stotts is an excellent coach, and I think that with his track record of developing superstars out of, you know, pretty good players, I think LaMelo is on that cusp right now. He's on that cusp of really good to superstar. I think it's time for them to bring in Stotts and Stotts to take that team to the next level. I think he can do it. Um, I think that the problem that he ran into when he was with the Blazers, he just happened to be in the middle of some historic dynasties. There is no more historic dynasties, or there aren't any at the moment. There aren't any that we see that are currently in front of us as like, oh, that team is one, two years away from a, a five, six-year run like what the Warriors had. Not a single one. So that's my thought there. And, and that's a great pick, Giz. I mean, that's kind of that's similar to why I picked Van Gundy because, look, Van Gundy last good stint as a coach, right, was 03-07 with the Rockets. He had two right. good years, two bad years. The two bad years was because Tracy McGrady was hurt beyond belief, right? Mm-hmm. So, but think about that Rockets team and look at the Hornets team. They're very similar. And the way that Van Gundy was coaching that Rockets team is kind of how the Hornets play now and is really effective when they are on and clicking. Like, think about Terry Rozier and look at the point guard they had back then. They had Aaron Brooks and they also had, uh, help me out, help me out. Ray Aaron Brooks. Skip to my loop. Yep. Nah, I'm yep. Yep. Wait, Skip to my loop was on that team, but he was yeah. the backup yeah. point? Yeah, he's the backup point yeah. guard. Oh, wow. Oof. So Terry, should, Terry Rozier is similar. Okay, you got LaMelo Ball. No, he's not Tracy McGrady, but LaMelo Ball is not. He, he could blossom into a Tracy McGrady type. Not athletic, of course, but he could be similar type of play style as Tracy McGrady. Uh, a big shot maker and a playmaker and a and a um, defender. If he really put effort into defensive end. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And that, that's part of the reason why I picked Stotts. Because while Stotts ain't known as a defensive coach, he can he can make a star get down in the stands. At least at the minimum. At the minimum. Pause. Anyway. Um, so, the Lakers job. Who needs to fill it out? Uh, for that, I'm rolling with Darvin Ham. Really? Yeah. And I, I say it simply from this perspective. As long as you got a team with that many stars, which... It's L.A. That's always going to be a thing, especially with this current roster that's composed, which I think could be a playoff team. On top of the fact with LeBron being there, I think you need a player's coach. Um, I think you need a, a coach that because it, it's evident that regardless of what coach you got there, the offensive system runs through LeBron. Mm-hmm. So I think you need a, a not only a coach that played with some of these people in the league at the same time as some of these people but people that are more in tune with the culture of what um, of what players are like on the court and in the locker room. So I think if you had a player like if you had a coach like that, I think it's more or less about the X's and O's that he's able to drop on the board. But him being able to get through to those players who might be a higher star caliber, a higher star caliber, who might be a bit of a prima donna, who might not want to hear what certain coaches have to say. Because, I mean, we evidently seen it the past few seasons. 
that Lakers roster does not listen to Frank Vogel. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. it's, it's more of a personnel choice from making personalities, uh, you know, well together as opposed to his ability to coach an offensive and defensive game plan. Okay. All right. Chris, who do you think is the choice for the Lakers? Before I get to my choice, I got some things I got to say about this. First off, first off, Jesus Christ needs to help these Lakers. Je- <laughs> Jesus Christ needs to himself. I, they go to church and pray for the Lakers. That's how That's how messed up this roster is for the Lakers. Another thing, Lakers. When has Doc Rivers ever been the answer to anybody's problems? Why are y'all trying to get Doc Rivers fired to hire him in L.A.? We've seen this before. We've seen <laughs> Doc Rivers and Lala. We've seen Doc Rivers with a stacked team. We've seen Doc Rivers. This is like a, how does Doc Rivers do it? Does he, let me find out Doc I, Rivers I, pulling I, a Bill Cosby. Let me find out. Let me find huh? out Doc Rivers pulling a Bill Cosby. Let me find out. Because there's no other way why Doc Rivers what, keep what getting these mean? jobs. <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? It's it's it's, Chris. it's no way. It's no way Doc Rivers is really getting these jobs walking in the interview. It's no way. It's no way. It's no way. It, please, Giz, explain to me how Doc Rivers is a coaching candidate every year. But I, I can't... I, I don't understand. Kid, did you see him in Philadelphia this year? I did. On, I did. On paper, on paper they have four max guys. They have four max guys. I'm with you. But the Bill Cosby comparison? Chris, what? On paper this season, the Sixers had four max player guys. They did. You had they Ben did. Simmons that you couldn't convince to come play. You had Joel Embiid, you had James Hart, and you have Tobias Harris making $180 million. Mm-hmm. How is Doc Rivers doing it? How? How? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I hope he ain't doing that. I hope he ain't on this Cosby, be grizzly. I hope he not. But my, 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 all right, I got that out. My pick for the Lakers is is it's honestly simple. Uh, he didn't make the finalists, which I don't know why they released the finalists and then they released a report that they're trying to get Doc Rivers still. Like if I was a finalist, I would withdraw from this. It's two coaches that come to mind. One of them you can't get. The other one you might be able to get. Todd Luke is the perfect coach for this team. One, he got history with LeBron. Two, Ty Lue is good with playing with less. But you can't get Ty Lue because the Clippers, they, they sealed that up. Now, the one you can get, I believe, Snyder from the Jazz. If you look at that Jazz team, yeah. they have had lack of shooting ever since he's been there. And they've still been a number one through four seed. This year, they would slip below. I think they were a fifth seed this year, wasn't they? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So they dropped below this year because they had a lot of injuries. But Snyder is a, a great coach. And he's somebody that can make the X's and O's work with almost anybody. And you have Gobert being a defensive player of the year consecutively and an all-star consecutively. And Mike Conley is a third option. And you do that with that team. You could take Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and and LeBron James to a uh, the next level. So th- that's the coach I think that will fit them perfectly. Y'all going to be mad at me. Y'all going to be mad, but I got to say it. I, I got to say it. I'm sorry. 
So the the finalist for the Lakers head coach, as announced by Shams, is Darvin Hams, Kenny Atkinson, and Terry Stotts. Now, I'm a I'm a big fan of Terry Stotts, and I think he'd be a decent fit here. They got to get crazy if they want to win with this team. And with that, with that being said, they got to get real crazy. Bring back Showtime. D'Antoni, come on. D'Antoni, come on. And I know what you're thinking. I know what y'all are thinking. D'Antoni ain't never won nothing. Sure, that's fair. But, but, D'Antoni has also never had a piece like LeBron at his disposal to play with. He's never had that. He has never. Even if you're looking at prime Harden and saying, well, Look at Brown Harden and what he was and what those teams were. That team did not have anything near what an Anthony Davis is. And Anthony Davis, generally, he had one really injured year and then one year where he's relatively healthy. If he can, if this is his year where he's relatively healthy and you run him and LeBron in, in D'Antoni's system, man, man. But the thing go- about D'Antoni's system, though, that's going to be a lot of miles on LeBron, man. That, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. But at the end of the day, he's what? He's going to be, what, 38 next year? Yeah. How many more miles you got left regardless? Let's stop playing with ourselves here. You know what I mean? Like, eh. Just, come on. Come on, bro. It's, it's I like it. You know, I'm a, I'm a D'Antoni guy. I mean, I wish he had more success, but I, I think D'Antoni is underrated. Like, yeah. people, yeah. they take D'Antoni for granted. Now, of of all the finalists, of all the finalists that were named, I had to go with Kenny Atkinson because Kenny Atkinson don't give a damn if you're a star or not. And that was the problem with the Nets. They were all, oh, what do you mean you don't care that I'm a star? I'm Kyrie Irving. Yeah. I'm a guy. Yeah. What do you mean you don't care that I'm a star? I'm Kevin Durant. Yeah. I'm a two-time finals MVP. You were a two-time final MVP as a bus rider, buddy. I'm sorry to tell you. You was not driving that bus. You was not driving that boat, big dog. So, you know, um, with that being said, I think that Kenny Atkinson is the guy because there are too many egos in that locker room. There's too many guys who refuse to take accountability. Russell Westbrook, uh, who, you know, it's always somebody else's fault or, oh, I can play poorly. Yeah, we know you can. We know you can play poorly. Can you show us that you can still play well? That's what we want to know, buddy. Um, So, yeah, I think that he's the guy there. Now, last but not least, the Jazz team that just got rid of a guy that we mentioned often in Quinn Snyder. What's going on? If somebody had to take the blame for that, when you got players on your team like Gobert, which I don't think that the Jazz are ready to get rid of, you got a player like Donovan Mitchell, which you you can't get rid of. I mean, especially when he's the best player on your roster, you got that much talent. You got to try to figure it out. So, like, so many cases that we've seen, and not only basketball, but in professional sports, you needed a scapegoat, and that scapegoat was Quinn Snyder. I don't think that uh, that is going to fix the Jazz's woes, mm-hmm. but I do think that Quinn Snyder is going to land a job because I don't think that every coach that we see that has a job right now is going to have a job by the end of, uh, <clears throat> you know, by the, by the start of next season. But I think that that will prove that – I think that Quinn Snyder is a great coach. And I think by the time we see next season coming to play and we see a few games played, I think that's going to be proven. I honestly think we're going to see Quinn Snyder end up in Philadelphia. And I think that's a, a healthy Philadelphia team. Wait, 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 bro, 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 bro. We just said, please, keep Philadelphia, Doc Rivers in Philadelphia. If he ends up in a <laughs> Lakers jersey. Guy, wait, you Doc's still to, with Philly, right? They, yeah, yes. you, you know Doc not staying in Philly? Really? I don't think Doc's staying in Philly. Bro, bro, keep. He want me to be bald like y'all if Doc go to the Lakers. Because I'm going to pull every hair out of my head. 
All I'm saying is ball gang ain't a bad gang to be in. There's many worse gangs to be in. Than ball. Oh, I, I 100% agree with you. I don't mind. Once I go ball, I'm going to be right there with y'all signing my head every day. But if Doc Rivers go there, that's going to expedite my process for sure. You know how you <laughs> you know how you need a package bad before you go out of town? So you pay the extra $15 yeah, for extra, next day yeah, shipping? No, I'm no. going to pay the extra $30 to get my ship same day. Hey, you you ever seen those videos that be like uh you getting jumped by a group of people XYZ? The funniest one was like when you getting jumped by ball dudes and you hear somebody say, Hey, take his hair real quick. <laughs> I said, bro, what? Well, actually, there were some that were funnier than that, but they're very offensive and I don't want to say it out loud on TV. Uh, but y'all get the point. Y'all get the point. So, um, all right, all right, okay. So, Josh, who is your pick to actually be with the Jazz? Who is your pick to be with the Jazz? I don't even know if I have an answer for that. That's because I, I don't think that the coaching is the issue. I think that the Jazz were in the best possible coaching situation in order to figure out what it is that they had going on. Um, I think if you had to do something like that, I would say maybe bring in Mark Jackson to coach the Jazz. Mm, okay. It, all right. Although I, I like Mark Jackson. I never thought that he was the best. Um, coach when it came to X's and O's on the floor but I did always think he did an exceptional job of keeping egos in check amongst players and if it's a team that needs that it's definitely Utah especially when you got players um, this, this is not a knock at those players but when you having an ego battle on a team we've seen it happen with Kobe and Shaq mm-hmm. we've seen that happen with Vince Carter and T-Mac we've seen that happen with, with Jordan and Pippen mm-hmm we shouldn't be ready to add Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert to that <laughs> to that list. It is not a knock on them as players, but you know what one of those don't fit. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's fair. That's fair. And and Mayor is absolutely right. Every, like we always talk about on this show, they laughed. They laughed at Mark Jackson when he said this is the best you backcourt ever. They they laughed and now look at him. Chris, who's your pick for Utah? You know, Utah is a unique team, and I think to spice it up in the locker room, you go with a new coach. And the new coach that I think and I like a lot might get caught crazy for this. He's one of y'all fellow ball brethren, Sam Cassell. I, I, I think Sam Cassell will be a great pick for that team because, for one, they're already defensively minded, which is Sam Cassell's specialty. And for two, Sam Cassell will be able to finally implement the system he's been trying to get the head coaches to buy into. He's been following Doc Rivers behind. Um, he's been following Doc Rivers behind every team he went to. So this would be a good moment to see if it's Doc in that locker room for the Sixers or the Lake, the Clippers, or to see if it's Sam Cassell. And Donovan Mitchell's a young guy. Uh, you're probably going to have to blow this roster up, to be honest with you. So why not start with a young guy? and pull up Houston Rockets and start with Joe Steven Silas. You know what I mean? So Sam Cassell, to me, would be a great pick for them. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I want to see Darvin Ham get this job. I want to see what he does because at the end of the day, this isn't an impossible situation. This is a situation where if you're a really good coach and your GM helps you out, gives you a good amount of help, you could be in potential – in the potential realm of having that next dynasty. Because Donovan Mitchell is the type of guy that you could build a dynasty with. And I'm not, I'm listen, as much as anybody want to say I'm crazy, again, look at what Donovan Mitchell does in the playoffs. 
that man gets in the duffel bag like we have never seen hey, listen. out of anybody. <laughs> listen. Just when he steps in the playoffs, instant 30. 30. I'm giving you 30 every night. Listen, 30. listen. I got a trade scenario that the Jazz could really do, and it would make both teams better. DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges, and a pick for Gobert. Mm. That's not bad. Mm. Go Barry, you probably you probably have to give up one more piece. Rudy Gay, you throw Rudy Gay to the Suns too. Mm, I think both teams win in that situation. You got Aiden, who's young, who, yeah, I think Aiden hit his ceiling, but I think he can he in a better situation where he's happy. I think he can play a little bit better. You get rid of the, the trouble in the locker room, and you got two young guys now to work with. Aiden could be your third option. Mitch would be your first option. And your second option, you can blossom Mikael Bridges into a second option. I mean, to me, he is much less than Paul George. But to me, the sibling being Paul George for him is not out of the question to me. I agree. It's not at all out of the question. It's not at all out of the question. You know what? I I 100% feel that. I 100% feel that. We'll... We'll we'll see how this all plays out. Are there any other coaches that y'all think won't have a job very soon that they excuse me that their uh, team could fill with, like Josh said, with a Quinn Snyder or something like that? Uh, the Sacramento uh-huh. Kings hired Mike Brown. I think he gonna be about two and done there. Yeah, he's doing um, out. Because I don't know why you would sign a contract with the Kings. The Kings must have offered him some crazy <laughs> money because you couldn't so, pay. Like me being broke right now, yeah, I, I go coach the Kings. But if I was rich already, it's like, why I want to go through with that headache of the Kings, man? You know what I mean? Like, why? why? That's that's like being a millionaire. You up here worrying about, man, if I lose my job tomorrow, you know what I mean? Like, why you why are you stressing about that? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I have never been. Uh, uh, if I was a coach. You would have to pay me like the Jaguars got to pay players because the Jaguars overpay for every player that they get simply because they're the Jaguars. You got to pay people ridiculous amounts of money to keep them there. If I was a coach and I'm going to the Kings, yeah, no, I need like 10 million a year. Easy. Easy. I need that. that. I'm not negotiating that. That's bottom line. You ain't paying me no less than that. Ken, that's way too much. Don't care. Give me 10 <laughs> million. Because hey, coaches' salaries is what nowadays? They make about five, six million a year, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, listen, if you look at what the Jaguars gave Christian Kirk, that's a prime example of, mm, you really got to beat out a lot of people to get them, huh? Good for <laughs> you, Jaguars. Good for you. It would be the exact same way um, if if you were asking me to go coach the Kings. Ziff, anybody else? Um, No, I, th- I, think, I think we covered it. Lakers uh, need somebody. Hornets need somebody. Uh, Jazz, Sixers. I'll tell you this much. I I like Casey a lot, but I don't think he lasts much longer either. I think he's gonna be out after next year, maybe. Uh, I can't, one more year for Casey? Yeah, I think maybe one more year for Casey. I, I can't see him unless the Pistons just nut up this offseason, do a lot in the draft and free agency and some trades and get a whole bunch of greatness. I think that this is it for Casey. I think this is the end of his round. We'll see. Anywho, we appreciate y'all for coming out. But I know y'all tired of us talking about which teams need a retool, which coaches need a... But come on back the next week, and the week after that, and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,